Welcome to the Weight Loss for South Asian Women Professionals podcast. I'm your host, certified life and weight loss coach and physician, Dr. Amruti Chowdhury, MBBS. I lost over 92 pounds using the mind management tools I teach. In this podcast, you will learn how to lose weight for the last time by taking control of your mind. Once you deal with the mental weight, the physical weight will be much easier to release. If you're ready for a fresh new perspective on weight loss, you're in the right place. Hello there. Welcome to podcast eight. So today we are going to be talking about constraint. But as we start off, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about what's been going on with me. So I've had a a great week in terms of personal development. So I was able to make some big decisions in my business and start implementing them. And I've had some really good coaching sessions with my coach in the group coaching that I'm part of, which is so much fun. So it feels like I've had real transformation this week, which is so much fun. So you're going to be learning about all of these things that are going to be coming soon in the business. So keep your eyes and your ears open for all of that. So starting off with today's topic, constraint. So when we're setting a goal, the main thing that we want to do is to kind of constrain to one goal. So for example, if you want to lose 20 kilograms, make 100k in your business and improve your relationship with your partner, I would say pick one goal and then go all in on it. So what is constraint? Most people kind of think of it as like very restrictive. But constraint basically means putting limits on something. So it kind of ties in with the kind of concept of multitasking. So often there's um, multitasking and we often pride ourselves on the ability to be able to multitask. And I always used to struggle with this. You know, like I always used to think I'm not really good at multitasking. For example, when I was making dinner, I struggled to kind of make everything in one go. So the rice, the curry, the dal and the rollies. So basically, just to give you a background, I'm Hindu, I'm Gujarati and I'm married to my husband, Rick, who is from Haryana. That's where they're from. Um, their, their ancestors anyway and so they speak Hindi and my family speaks Gujarati and so I often kind of mix up the words so sometimes I'll say roti and sometimes I'll say rotli and it's quite fun because um, it's my way of experiencing both cultures so it's really fun actually because my kids often get them mixed up and it's pretty cute so yeah anyway so when I'm making like a full Indian dinner I struggle to make say the rotlis and the the shak or the sabji as well as the dal and the the rice And so I used to think that there was something like wrong with me. Like, why couldn't I figure it out? Like my mom would always be able to kind of be on track with all of these things. And I would make it mean like I was doing something wrong. But then when I kind of heard about the concept of multitasking being overrated, I was like, yes, okay, I love this. So multitasking is basically dividing your attention to loads of different things so that no one thing is actually taking up your full attention. And then what you're doing is you're doing all the things that you are doing half-heartedly and not focusing on any one thing. So when you are trying to achieve a big goal, when my clients come to me for weight loss, for example, but they also want to grow their business, improve their relationships and like 
make kind of their first 100K in their business, for example, we focus on the weight loss first. Because in any goal, there's kind of where you are and then there's where you want to be. And in between, there's like that period of discomfort that my mentor, Brooke Castillo, describes as the river of misery. So we only move on to the other topics when we are kind of out of that river of misery, when we are actually like from one island, swam through the river, which is the period of discomfort that we achieve when actually trying to achieve the goal. We only kind of move on to the other topics that we want to coach on when we're out of that river of misery with regards to the weight loss. And we're following those steps without much mind drama. So with any goal, it's useful to constrain to one goal. So now, how do we constrain in weight loss? So most people think it sounds very inflexible and restrictive. But when you practice constraint, it allows you to eat foods that fuel your body rather than foods that are providing entertainment to your mouth. So when you plan and actually constrain to the certain foods or recipes and you kind of rinse and repeat them, you've made those decisions ahead of time. So the rest of the time, you have that mental space, the mental energy to make high quality decisions. But when you're constantly making decisions about low quality things like, should I make balak paneer or matra paneer? What will the whole family eat? How long should I make it for? What if I make this instead? Should I have a starter with that? What's the best recipe to follow? Should I really be eating this? I don't really know if I'm doing the right thing. What is the right thing? So when I'm basically thinking about all of these things to make decisions on and when like we're making decisions and constantly having to make so many decisions it uses up so much of our brain space and when we choose to make decisions and actually stick to them and constrain down the decision making is much easier as it's already decided and it gives us that mental space to use the brain for what we actually want to do what we want it to do So how I do this is I eat the same kind of, you know, about 15 to 20 things regularly and I keep rinsing and repeating them. So for example, I may make a few paneer dishes, I may make some dal dishes, I may make some kind of kidney beans or chickpeas, I may make some Thai food, I may make some kitri, may make some cauliflower cheese, vegetable stir fries, other mixed vegetable dishes. And so what I do is I kind of just rinse and repeat those things. Now, the thing that most people kind of like struggle with is the concept that actually when we are constraining down to these things, instead of it being restrictive, constraint actually provides us with that freedom that we want in our brain. So most people struggle with this because they identify themselves as foodies. So a lot of ladies in our culture think that they show love via food. So we may have experienced this in our childhood. So a lot of my memories of childhood are linked to my mum's cooking. So one of the triggers I found with my overeating was when mum sent food over or when mum was cooking and I ended up overeating. And this kind of went back to my childhood because I used to get so much pleasure from all the variety of food and this was how mum showed her love towards us. She still does that with my kids so they still get you know all the Indian desserts you know the siro and you know the halwa and things like that when they go and see nani and that's how she shows that's one way she shows her love towards them. But what you want to do is you want your food to be eaten to fuel your body. So actually You know what, guys? Food can be boring. 
if the main reason it was meant to be eaten was to fuel our bodies, then if we're hungry, we'd be satisfied with the plain food. We wouldn't need it to be so delicious and um, be so much variety. Because if it was really there to fuel our bodies, that would be okay if it was plain. So how I teach my clients to practice constraint is to eat the same kinds of foods that fuel their body. And they don't need hundreds of different recipes, but day to day to eat similar foods that actually serve them. So I used to think by making all the good foods for my children, I was being such a good mom and fulfilling like my role as a mom. But this fed into my belief of like feeding people meant I loved them, which was why in our culture we're very hot on like serving food and drink as soon as people come over to our house or weddings are such a big deal because of the food. And at birthday parties, people don't really care much about the entertainment, but care about where the food is from and who made the cake. And like basically there's so much discussion about food and the constant food choices were the things that were actually keeping me overweight because I had too many choices to make about the food and then I was kind of like overwhelmed with all of the decisions and I just end up eating the thing that was actually easiest for me to eat because remember my primitive brain just wants me to seek pleasure avoid pain and stay how I am it's much easier for me to eat the biscuits that are in the cupboard as opposed to making a nutritious meal for myself right so Now, our shopping lists are the same each week. We buy the same ingredients weekly and actually it feels like such a relief. I've got actually so much freedom back from knowing exactly what we're going to eat. And that a part of that is coming from planning, but part of that is also coming from constraining down. Because before I was needing all of these weird ingredients all the time to make all these funky dishes, and then I'd actually never use them and then feel guilty for collecting so many spices that I actually never used. But now I know that my stuff will get used because I buy the stuff, the same stuff again and again, and I make the same foods again and again. And so in our family, we don't mind eating the same food for a couple of days. So that actually makes it easier too. So sometimes like we kind of swap things around and we don't kind of think we're just eating the same foods over and over again. So for example, for the dals, we may swap the dals around, or we may change the kidney beans to chickpeas or um, change it to black eyed beans or something like that. But it's very like easy swaps that that kind of make it not feel like I'm, you know, eating the same food over and over again. So the less variety actually helped my kids eat it more because they got used to the same nutritious meals and were more likely to eat them rather than when I'd make some some kind of funky things and spend ages making them and then feel upset that they didn't even eat it. So now I make my life easier and their lives easier by constraining our regular everyday food. So it doesn't um, have to be like two to three foods that you eat. It could be, like I said, you know, 15 to 20 recipes and then you kind of just swap them around. So like the paneer dishes, the dal dishes, the kind of different cuisines. So we often have Lebanese, Italian, Mexican Thai. Uh, It could be like, you know, beans and chickpeas. It could be vegetable dishes. Like, and when you are thinking that it's only kind of 15 to 20, you may think that actually that's not enough. But when you're rotating them, that's actually truly plenty. And actually what you'll notice is, is that the, re- the recipes that you like and that your family like, you'll actually end up like probably constraining down to kind of like 10 recipes or maybe 10 to 15 rather than the 15 to 20. So 
you will notice that you have so much more brain space and it's so fun that you can use that energy to do something that you actually want to do, like work on a project or learn a new hobby or help the kids with their homework or maybe even declutter a part of the house. Because when you constrain, you are able to have that brain space to do those things that you want to do. And also an important thing is when you're constraining to something, the next part is actually sticking to it. So your primitive brain will offer thoughts like, I don't feel like that today. I don't really want that. I'm going to have X instead. But a part of this process is following through and committing to the decision. And it will help your brain realize that you're important, that you do what you'll say you're going to do. When you give in and change the decision you've made previously, you're basically training your brain to go against those previously made decisions. So it will feel uncomfortable and you will feel urges to eat all the different things. But that's when you feel these urges and actually decide ahead of time that instead of changing my mind, I'm going to feel these urges all the way through. And the reason for this is to follow through with the decisions that you've made with your prefrontal cortex. Remember, it's the higher part of your brain that actually wants your greater good, that thinks of you achieving your goal. So you want to make your food the thing that you eat to fuel your body. You want to want it to be relatively plain or boring so that you can make the rest of your life exciting. You can go out and do the things that actually energize you. You can go out and create value in this world. So you can practice constraint with other things that you do as well. So you just make a decision and you stick with it. So for example, I practice constraint with where I shop. So before I used to think, should I shop at this shop or that shop? But now I just make a decision, constrain and shop at one shop and love it. So I love Zara for all my regular clothes. And for my fancier clothes, I have like one or two American designers that I love. And I just stick to those. So I now only shop at these shops for my clothes. And I know that the clothes will fit my body perfectly. You can have constraint with where you eat and what to eat when you go out. So the same thing, you make a decision and you stick with it. So when I go out to eat, I know that I'm going to have some vegetables that will take up about half of my plate. So it may be some cooked vegetables or some salad. I'll have some protein and I'll have some fat. And generally, I'll have a glass of water. And I feel full. This is kind of like really easy for me when I go out because it's already decided and it's already like my brain's already on board with it. So it's really easy to order when I go out. It's not like, should I eat this or this or this or this? It's kind of like already, like the decisions are already made. So I just go with that. And it's actually easier to follow through with those decisions than make other decisions in the moment. So you can make it easy for yourself too when you practice constraint. So Guys, I've been working on this really exciting thing. I've developed a freebie, which is an amazing PDF document, which you can get your hands on about how to lose weight for the last time. And you can access that free of charge on my website, www.amrutycoaching.com. So go and get it now. It is live. So you can access that on the website now. I also have a few one-to-one slots open at the moment and would love to help you dive into this more. It's so fun to see the huge changes that all of my ladies are making. And I coach anyone one-to-one. You don't actually have to be a South Asian woman.
For my group that I'll be starting in September, I'm sending some kind of amazing emails, useful kind of emails. So if you'd like to be added to the the waiting list for that group, you can do so on the website. And also, if you just wanted to receive some of these emails because they're so useful and so amazing, you can just go onto the website and be added to the mailing list as well. So my current ladies in the group are absolutely killing it. Yesterday, even though the common goal was weight loss, we coached on a whole host of different things. So some of the things we coached on in that session was having compassion for yourself when you lose a loved one and how to process your emotions with regards to that. Because one of my clients, she she had lost a loved one and she was overeating as a result of that. And so when we could deal with the emotions that she was feeling with regards to losing a loved one, she didn't need food to make it better, which was really powerful for her. Another thing we coached on was how to deal with a breakup with a spouse. And my client was overeating because of that, because she didn't want to feel the negative emotions with regards to that. So when we were able to clean up her thinking and actually feel the emotions with regards to the breakup with the spouse, we were able to help her get off her weight loss plateau and she was actually able to start losing weight again which was really powerful another thing we coached on was how to deal with stress at work when struggling with getting on with work colleagues and this was really powerful because my client was subtly overeating when she got home she was kind of like you know doing the oh well I deserve it I've had a really tough day at work so she was eating when she wasn't hungry so when we were able to deal with some of these aspects then I was able to coach them on how to stick to their protocol even when. So we were able to coach on the thoughts and the feelings that they were having about their work, which was really powerful. So these ladies come to me for weight loss, but we deal with all the mental stuff that's causing them stress or anxiety or any emotion really. Because when we can deal with the mental weight, so everything that's going on in our brains, the physical weight comes off so easily because we the reason why we overeat is because we want to avoid the negative emotions that we are feeling in our lives which is why you get a whole life transformation when you learn how to manage your mind and when you get coached because you learn how to think differently about all areas of your life so even when you constrain to the goal of weight loss, all other areas of your life improve too, as the skills used to manage your mind are the same in weight loss, making money, building a business, improving relationships, improving your time management. And when you can manage your mind with regards to weight loss, you can do the same in all areas of your life. So if you'd like further help on this, you can email me at amruti at amruticoaching.com to book a free consult which is also really useful for you to figure out where you are right now where you'd like to go what you're struggling with at the moment and how coaching can help you so whether you decide to sign up for coaching or not it's a really useful conversation to have so you can start identifying what the problem is and what the solution is for you Okay, so I will see you next week, ladies. I hope you have an amazing week and I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. For more free resources and for information on how to work with me, visit www.amruticoaching.com.